Well, that's it. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Booked on Stingency with Ryan Marshall, our founder and CEO of Stingency. Uh, be sure to share this episode. It helps us out a lot, gets the word out there, lets other people know that we're doing a podcast and we really appreciate your support uh, by doing so. Um, tag us if you post it on social media. Again, we're at stingency.ig on Instagram and at stingency for Twitter and Facebook. Um, let us know who we should interview in 2020. We've got one more episode coming up for this year and we're going to launch that after Thanksgiving and give you one more amazing episode. But uh, looking forward to doing some more interviews, new interviews. Maybe we switch it up when we talk about how the businesses are built. I don't know. We're down for anything. Let us know your ideas. Tag us, message us, DM us, uh, send me an email. Or if you want to send me a regular letter in the mail, that's cool too. Either way, just let us know how you're feeling, what you like and what you don't like. And um, we're looking forward to doing more podcasts on Booked on Stingency. So thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. All right, and welcome back to Booked on Stingency. This week we have a very special guest. It's none other than our very own founder and CEO of Stingency, Mr. Ryan Marshall. Um, what's kind of funny about this podcast is that back in October, I had booked another podcast um, segment with our guests and I got the dates wrong. Luckily, I was a day early and not a day late, but I had set up all my gear over at Ryan's new place in downtown Los Angeles. And um, I was like, oh man, where, where are our guests? Like, they're usually really prompt people and uh, this can't be right. Uh, I looked at my phone and sure enough, it was my bad. I got there a day early. Um, the podcast wasn't until the next day, like I said. And um, instead of just packing up my stuff and going, I was like, hey Ryan, you're here. You know what, I'm here. So let's do a podcast about you. And he was reluctant, but think I uh you know convinced them otherwise because uh, we got the goods we got the podcast down um and uh yeah it was a great opportunity for us to kind of talk about Ryan and where he grew up in, in New Zealand and what he was into as a kid like how he got into a rock band that toured not only New Zealand but the U.S. how he's got family roots in the U.S. um and how all that basically led him into coding and into the modeling and talent world. And then eventually how Syngency was born. Uh, we also talk about the company and the way it's structured a little bit. Uh, you may have heard our previous segment on uh, how Syngency's team is a distributed team. We all work remotely from our own homes and different offices around the world. Um, we'll talk about that in this episode as well. This is the full length Ryan Marshall podcast. And... Um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, the holidays are right around the corner. We'll have one more podcast before the year ends with some really amazing guests. You're going you're gonna to want to uh, check back for that. And uh, make sure you're following us on all of our socials, Syngency.ig on Instagram, and then Facebook and Twitter. We're at Syngency. And of course, you can go to www.Syngency.com for all the goods and information uh, about our company. Um, anyways, I had a great time talking with Ryan and I hope you enjoy this episode. All right, Ryan. Hey, Cody. Thanks for being here with me today. No problem. Um, we're in downtown Los Angeles. Um, we're around 7th Street, right? That's right. Uh, and, 7th and Flower. Yeah, 7th and Flower. And it's a beautiful Monday morning. I actually thought today was the first of the month for no, uh, October. Feels like it should be. Feels like it's, it's that, time of the, that time of the week. Yeah, it's like I feel last week was so busy and hectic ending uh, September and just like the change in the weather uh, from being super hot to getting some cold weather now that I was already, my mind was fast forwarding into the, the fall. Yeah, it feels like it should be a brand new week, brand new month. Yeah, definitely. Um, before we get too far, 
for those that don't know, can you introduce yourself and what your company is? Sure. So my name's Ryan Marshall. I'm the founder and CEO of Syngency, uh, agency management platform uh, used by agencies around the world. Yeah. And so tell me a little bit more like what, what is Syngency? So, I mean, primarily we're a software company, first and foremost. Um, we make a software platform, uh, which is also called Syngency, uh, which is in use by agencies everywhere. Um, basically runs every aspect of their day-to-day business, uh, managing all of their talent or their clients, bookings, uh, accounting, websites, you name it. it really, Syngency is the, the central hub of, of what these these agencies do and and we help them do that yeah maybe i'm a little biased but it's the hub for maybe the entertainment industry could you say that's or what we're that's what we're we set out to do yeah okay yeah and and while syngency at this point is is just simply the the agency and the talent side of things uh we have a lot in the pipeline uh that will expand out into other sectors of the industry as well so we we're really shooting to become the the operating system for the entertainment industry. Oh, gotcha. From, from one end to another. Visited, they, they immediately see the, the very natural beauty of, of that country. And, and uh, obviously, if you're, if you're really into nature and the outdoors, uh, it's, it's a fantastic place to live and, and to grow up. And so um, it, it was, for me, growing up there, it was, it was like a huge backyard. Um, you know, we within you know a forty-minute drive, you've got uh, beaches, you've got forest, you've got hiking, you've got a, a big city in in Auckland, which sure. which is where I grew up. Um, so I loved it. It was it was great. And there's there's something really captivating about uh, New Zealand as a place, and and some really special uh, spots there. The the black sand beaches of the west coast. Mm. Um, yeah. and, and uh, uh, all the volcanoes that uh, Auckland is, is basically built on top of. Um, so, again, you know, as, uh, as someone who's really into their bike riding, I love riding all over the city. And, Did you um, ride a lot when you were a kid as yeah. well? Yeah. Oh, yeah. As, as often as possible. Yeah. What so. else were you into as a kid? Uh, or even a young, young adult? Well, yeah. I actually, I mean, I, for most of my 20s, I spent uh, playing in bands. Okay. Um, I, I was in sort of three or four bands uh, right up until I was sort of 31, it was my last, I finished up with my last band, we're actually touring through uh, one of the bleakest winters in uh, the east coast of the US on a tour. Oh wow, so um, you guys toured internationally as well. Yeah, we. I mean, New Zealand, you know, is, is a pretty small uh, place um, and you can sort of tour up and down the country and you're done in a few days. Oh right. So we, we wanted to set our sights on Europe and... Uh, Australia and, and the US and so we would we would travel a lot with the band to play in bigger areas but um was that your first introduction to the US was touring in the band or had you visited n- the US no I'd actually prior? visited a lot before in fact um I'm I'm half American half New Zealand oh a New Zealander yeah my my mom is originally from Pittsburgh Pennsylvania all right Pittsburgh go Steelers you're on the map yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so when we were kids we, you know we we would We'd fly back and forth uh, to see our grandparents and family, of which we still have a lot in in rural Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, so it, it was it was all pretty familiar, um, but you know, obviously experiencing places like Los Angeles uh, as a teenager is a lot different from experiencing it, you know, when you're when you're in your thirties and when you're here yeah. with a with a goal and with a, a mission. Um, well, and you're legally able to do more things than correct hang out with your parents at the hotel yeah. that's right that's right that's a nice change aside from the bands um and bike riding in new zealand and kind of like your general hobbies as a kid do you do you remember some of your first few jobs that you had before or were you always into tech and into the industry yeah um I, in fact i i mean i always had a, an, an interest in in technology and computers and everything from a young age um i was i was really you know uh, lucky that my parents helped me uh buy my first computer um i i think i had to save up you know pocket money for a year and everything from you know washing cars to mowing lawns to you know 
uh, I, I, the, the, the good kid uh, jobs that you had in the neighborhood. Totally. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um, so they yeah I think I was I was lucky that you know they not only helped financially with that but I, I really learned uh, a really terrific uh, work ethic uh, from it as well. So I'm 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 really thankful for that. But um, yeah, I, I got into it from an early age. Um, I guess sort of by eight or nine, I was sort of teaching myself basic programming and and the ins and outs of, of how software works and how you can create it to, to do different things. Right. And so, um, you know, by, by high school, you know, I was connecting with like minds. Uh, it was a really exciting time. Um, this was, you know, when I was 13, the internet had really just started to emerge. Um, you know, it's around 92, 93. Right. Um, and, you know, seeing the advent of you know the first web browsers and the first web pages and then you know what you can create and put online for the world to see um just opened up so many possibilities and i I got really excited about that early on in fact i remember being banned from our school computer room for connecting them to the internet for the first time how did you do that (laughs) well you mean you connected them well i mean we I, i bought a a modem and um, oh. And we hooked it up to because I was so excited about this. This have yeah. you guys seen this? Have you seen this? And and we bought a modem in and plugged it in and and hooked it up and, and connected. I think to one of the earliest uh, to Usenet, which was this early sort of newsgroup system. Um, I'm not even sure that the web was around yet, but not, yeah. you know it was it was really basic an internet relay chat. You know, being able to chat to folks in the states or in. Uh, you know, Europe or something like that sure. in real time was so a like big a deal. Messaging kind of yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so, did you go straight from mowing lawns to getting your first computer to jumping into tech, or did you work any uh, fast food or any, oh any no, kind no. Of those early jobs? Or? I uh, to be honest, I mean, I had a great gas station job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in in my neighborhood, the gas station really was the 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 ultimate job to have. It was like the best paying one, and that you had. You know, um, they they had a uh, in New Zealand. We everyone loves their pies, right? Meat pies. It's meat a, pies. It's a, okay. it's a it's a great no delicacy. Straight straight into meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you can have like mince and cheese or steak and mushroom and things like this. Hearty. That's right. Stuff. Okay. And the the gas station had a pie case, uh, and and all the kids in the neighborhood would talk about like if you if you're working at the gas station, you got to clear out the pie case. At the end of each day, and so what they what they didn't sell, and you could just take it home, Amazing. and so you're getting paid eight bucks an hour, and you're getting pies. It was fantastic. Yeah. So it sounds like most of my jobs is living off of, <laughs> yeah. off of markouts. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So that's a way to get by for sure. Yeah, and you can stay hearty and healthy, and yeah. I'm sure you're active at a gas station too, running around. Was it a uh, full service? Yeah, you, you would pump the gas. That's yeah. right. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you're out in the forecourt and. Yeah, in and out constantly. It doesn't exist too much in the States anymore. I know going up to Oregon is like the closest bordering state. Right. Where they still pump the gas. You can't touch it. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, there, there certainly would have been some instances where it would have been better if I hadn't pumped the gas, but we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about like um, pumping gas for the first time or? I, I, got into some, I got into some trouble just for, you know, not really no one, particularly when it comes to like, filling up boats you know when like, oh, you get a sure. boat comes in uh-huh. yeah so if we, if we are going to have one little anecdote from this is like uh <laughs> I, I stuck the nozzle into the hole that i thought the gas went into in this boat and uh anyway as it turns out i ended up filling the hull of this boat oh with like my god 200 liters of gasoline oh my god uh, <laughs> came back came back 15 minutes expected well not 15 minutes but expecting the you know to have clicked off because it was you know Right. And the set is still going. And I sort of looked over the top of this boat and it was just filling up with petrol. Oh my god! So, what what happened after that? Like, what did? Well, that's where you call on the big guns. <laughs> you, know, you know, your boss. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. got a little bit of issues here. That's right. That's when uh, yeah, they they call HQ and they yeah. get get the anyway. So maybe from that point on, you're cut off from meat pies. Yeah, did I you think keep your job, or did they let you go? No, no, no. I, I was able to keep my job, but uh, yeah, oh, there good. was uh, yeah, my my responsibilities were heavily diminished by that. <laughs> gotcha. Um, well, that's good to hear. Um, do you think any of those? So obviously, you 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 did talk about 
how you got, had an interest in tech at an early age and that probably influenced you to where you are now. Do you think any of your other previous experiences led you to doing Syngency? Do you, did you ever think that you would work in tech someday? Yeah. Yeah. And, and in fact, um, and I was really keen to get into it straight from high school. Uh, you know, at the time, university, at least in New Zealand, didn't have, they, they worked like computer science degrees. Uh, but I was, I was more keen to just get straight into the industry and, and working. And, and what I did on my final year of, uni- of high school was I sent, a, I sent faxes. Okay. <laughs> faxes to, to all of the software companies in, in Auckland. Um, saying, hey, look, I'm finishing up high school. You know, if you do have a, any sort of summer work that I can help out with, please let me know. Um, and there was a company called Clearview Communications who, uh, I, I guess, faxed me back or called oh. me or something like that and said, well, we, look, we don't really do sort of any summer programs or anything, but how would you like to come work for us next year? Uh, and I, I think I had enough of a background in, in web and, you know, the web was still emerging at this mm-hmm. time. This was 96, 97. Sure. So it was still in its infancy leading up to sort of the dot-com boom. Um, and so they hired me straight out of high school. Wow. Um, they probably got me for a steal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I was suddenly working alongside folks that had been in the industry for, you know, uh, probably as, as long as I'd been alive. Right. Uh, and that's when the floodgates just open and you basically just get this download of knowledge and experience and it was everything I could have hoped for. Um, it was also a really great team. Um, Hmm. they, they were a lot of fun. Um, you know, this was like I said, early days, but they had some big contracts. Um, so it was a company that was really on the up. Right. Um, and they gave me, they let me at, at it. You know, I was, I was given a lot of responsibility. Um, I was sort of, building online stores the, the really the really early iteration of sure. online stores for the likes I, I can't of, imagine that there was too many that existed no and you had to do yeah. it all from scratch you know there was no shopify or you know even the payment system wasn't really in place so uh i loved it and um and it it gave me you know uh, the the basics um for any application development you know hooking up a database and you know right d- designing the user interface and, and all that sort of thing so you know i, I can really attribute where ascendancy started um with what i picked up um from my time there wow that's that's incredible so after after your start there um in tech where were you working or what were you doing when you started thinking about stingency was it were you working for somebody or were you did you just start developing it on your own so i mean it's funny i i i had my entrance into the industry and then around that same time i decided that i should go to university and and you know sort of go through that um because otherwise i just i knew that i'd probably be in the industry forever right and not really get too much of a balanced um, perspective on, I guess, life and a lot of experiences. So um, I was lucky enough to get into the Bachelor of Communication Studies degree at AUT, um, which is a, a sort of a, a technical university in Auckland. Um, and I know that communications is is kind of like, uh, it, it's not quite the big deal over here as it is in New Zealand. Okay. Um, but it was, a, it was a really small course. It was about 160 people. Uh, and they had like a... Uh, I mean, at the time they called it multimedia, which is just such a '90s word. But yeah, probably because they didn't know what to classify it as, right? Yeah, it's all new, and they're just like, eh, there's so many new aspects to it, right? That's right. I think yeah. they've since changed it to like digital media or something like that. But you know, it was, uh, I mean, it's some new territory for me. But it was, again, it was, it was great being able to have that as my focus. But then there were all these other uh, parts that came with it. In terms of other papers you did, they were really uh, heavy on uh, human communication and mass communication principles and, you know, learned a lot about the media as a whole. Um, I found it really interesting, um, met some great people, uh, really loved my time there. So and you went to the university and then you were there for four four years? or Yeah. 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 And it was actually at that time that um, 
I was I met a lot of the people that I would end up playing in bands with, um, and so my uh, music career really sort of started at that point. Okay, and that was my focus. I was so into it for for a number of years. I sort of forgot all about the tech side of things. Maybe I was doing it on the side, um, but essentially, Sentency uh, the 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 idea f- uh, for it came from. Uh, I did a couple of years working at a, a modeling agency in New Zealand, uh, behind the scenes doing their um, website and uh, website management and, uh, um, you know. So you kind of picked up from your first job, tech job, and kind of like used that knowledge for this modeling agency. Yeah. Building their site, maintaining, coding. Yeah, yeah. And, and look, I mean, I found the, the agency um, – they, there wasn't even really a job as such. Uh, when we were touring with the band, if any time we went away on a tour, we'd all have to quit our jobs um, and come back and find new ones. And rather than find, I was think I was doing a freelance web design at the time, and I would just go and look at websites around various companies uh, that had really terrible old websites and basically pitch to them, hey, I'll come in and, and build you a great new site. And one of them was Klein. Uh, the modeling agency, and, and they actually said to me, well, um, that sounds great, uh, but hey, would you, would you like to come and work here? Um, you know, doing the comp card design and managing our website and things like that, we could really use help with that. And I, I said, yeah, sure. I imagining that would, you know, I'd be there for six months until we went on tour again and um, was wild. I mean, you know, completely different industry. Um, I was so new to it. Um, and it wasn't something you sought out as far as like that industry, huh? It kind of just Not happened through your uh, salesman pitch of building websites. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And again, you know, I, I fell in with a great bunch of people at Klein mm-hmm. um, who I'm, I'm still great friends with today. Uh, and as I was working there, learned more and more about the, you know, the, the, pr- the tools that agencies were using at the time. Right. Uh, I think when I first got to Klein, they still had the big uh, rotating table with the folder binders in the center. And so everyone was sitting around this big table? That's right. All the bookers yeah. would sit around the table. Uh, my desk was sort of in the back, you know, amongst all the par- computer parts and <laughs> the yeah. you know scanner and things like that. Yeah. But the bookers would sit at this table and, you know, who's got, okay, who's got Marty's chart? Uh, and... Be, oh, I do, and they slot it under the binder and then spin it around. So spin the, person, the table around. Yeah, uh, yeah, the thing in the Whoa. middle, so that they okay. could, the other person could grab their chart and check it out. And of course, coming from a tech background and, and databases and things like that, I, I sort of said to them, "Look, come on now, you know, you, you all have a, a computer. They had a computer underneath. It was like a glass table. Okay, they had a computer underneath for all their email and things like that. And I says, well, "What if we could put this this whole all this information you, you have in these folders in a database that you can just pull up on your computer. And what year was this? Like or it roughly. Was, oh man. Uh, 2006. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, by this point, like computers are, are well known and everyone's got one and emails are, um, something everyone knows about. Right. So it's not yeah. super archaic or not, not sorry, not archaic, but not super new knowledge and tech. People are using this stuff, but the agency world was still using physical format. That's right. To kind of exchange info and ideas. And look, there were products out there at the time, I think, that were catering to agencies in terms of uh, software products. But um, I, I got a glimpse at, at what they looked like and what they were doing, and they just looked super archaic to me. Sure. Um, maybe they, they had started 10 years before, but they hadn't really changed much in that time. So I was pretty confident that I could put something together that was web-based. Um, I mean, even at that point, a lot of software was moving to the web. Um, there wasn't so much this sort of cloud computing buzz yet. Okay. But I knew that you could have a database and, and a sort of user interface and uh, you know a lot of easy little drag-and-drop tools. And for um, those that don't know, when you say web-based, that ver- that's versus like getting a program on a disk that you have to download and install on your computer right this all runs off the internet that's right and yeah. the, i mean the typical model was up until that point was that you would have you know a big server in the back of the room 
uh, and these they did. I mean, they they would keep be keeping all of their images and their contracts and everything on the server. But it meant that if they were if a booker was at home and they needed to find a, you know a talent's phone number or details of a booking, they would generally need to hike into the office and get it. Start their computer up and then and, and then get it. So the web having everything accessible through the web means that you could get it from anywhere. Right. Um, and that's I knew early on that that's what stringency needed to be. Right. Um and so so you saw this moment here at client and you saw that they were using this kind of archaic way of exchanging information and that was the moment you were like, "Oh, aha, I can start stringency with this." Or did you just develop you just started developing stuff for client first? We had a yeah, I mean the two are very very different. Okay. You know what what I built for Klein was very basic. Um, you know, if, if anything, it was a sort of a talent directory and basic sort of booking information. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the thing that they loved the most was that it was connected to their website, so that if they changed um, and it, it handled all the images. So if they changed a model's book, maybe added a new image or rearranged it, um, it would be updated on the website straight away. Right. So for them, that was a it was a game changer. Um, you know, I, I remember when I first got there, and and um, for for anyone listening to this who who's not aware of what HTML is, it's basically the the markup language that that builds web pages and that that dictates the layout and things. And when I first got there, I was sitting with uh, Marama, the director of Klein, um, and if they wanted to rearrange a model's book on the website. He'd literally need to sit next to me and point and say, okay, we want to move this one here, that one there, and this one to the bottom. And I would go in and cut and paste the HTML code Ah. that would make that layout so it would look as he wanted it to. Now, you know, being able for them to do that themselves was just a total game changer. Um, So I I knew that there were a lot of processes like that that we could uh, improve on. Mm -hmm. and build into a much bigger system. So when, um, it wasn't actually until 2011 um, or 2012 that that I started work on Stringency proper. Um, and that was that was basically a blank page. It was a like, right, how are we gonna, uh, how are we gonna really change things completely rather than sort right. of add on to processes that they already had. Right, okay. So yeah, in the beginning they were still kind of even with uh, computer technology, still a bit, a bit of a manual process. Yeah. And then there's more about automating it later yep. and making it user friendly. Yeah. Um, so, so fast forward a little bit, you, you start developing the software for Stringency and then what happened next? You, did you stay in New Zealand and kind of shop this new software around? Did you, at what point did you make the jump from New Zealand to the US? Well, I mean, in terms of there was about two or three years of development of building Stringency, designing it and building it. And, and I was doing all this on my own. So for a lot of people, two or three years to build a software application sounds like it's, something's taken too long. Okay. <laughs> but when, you're only, when you have one person um, and, you know, we would do it really uh, iteratively. You know, we'd build, we'd build a feature and then I, by this point I was back at Klein, um, I was I had, a, had an office uh, alongside theirs. Oh, all right, so, moving on up. Yeah, well, what was great is is then I had access to all of their staff and to their bookers, mm-hmm. and so I was across the room coding away, building software that they were actually using as I was building it. Oh, wow! And so Klein was the first customer per se, um, but they were really they were you know testing it. And, and recommending uh, features and, uh, okay, hey, we need this to do this. And I would go away and code it up and come back and say, okay, it's, it's ready, try it now. Right. And so what was great about that is we had such a fast iterative feedback loop. And so, you know, I was, I was really cranking out a lot of the features that I still use today. Um, and I think that we, we really nailed uh, a lot of those features and the workflow so well because of the the client team's involvement mm-hmm. um, and being able to have access to to those bookers so directly, I think that one of the perils of so creating software is that you do it in 
is to do it in a vacuum where you're just creating it thinking, oh, okay, this is how people will want to use it. Right. Or this is, these are the features they want, or this is the workflow that they want. And you go to all that trouble and you build it all and then you, th you give it to the users and they, maybe it's not a good fit. Maybe they don't understand it fully. Maybe it doesn't really suit their, their workflow. Um, but that's something we got right, right from the get go. And I think that that has made a, a massive difference to the lasting um, legacy and, and, and usefulness of, of sentency and its impact in the industry. Right. I can imagine uh, for most people, like you, you mentioned, you kind of have to sit there and like you work on something, wh whether it's uh, software or anything else, and you're kind of creating this layout that you think is right to you. And then when you get the feedback, then you have to go back to the drawing board and redo all that. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like being in the moment and having that fast uh, feedback that was uh, in time with like what you were working on. Yeah. Was super impactful. It was. And, and look, I mean, that was just Klein. That was just one agency mm -hmm. in New Zealand, which is, you know, a very small market. Um, so when the time came, uh, I think it was around 2014, th that was when we were really getting ready to launch um, it as a platform to the world. Uh, okay. I did some trips. Um, I visited agencies in Australia, uh, here in LA, um, in Japan, um, and and put Sentency in front of them, and and got got an idea for you know how it w would work for them, um, whether we would need to make some changes to adapt to the the different markets. Um, and, and so at that this was point, you're still doing this all by yourself, right? You're traveling oh, solo. Yeah. Oh yeah. You told me a little bit about this and your. Uh, trips staying in interesting places and doing these work meetups and yeah uh, yeah i mean whatever it takes i guess huh that's right and and look you know that was the at the at the time when all you really needed was a laptop and an internet connection and you could you know could, you could do your work i mean i can't tell you how many like planes and hotel rooms and i mean hotel rooms God, it wasn't hotel rooms at the time it was hostels sure <laughs> <laughs> you know um how many of those sentency has being created and you know it's right. um yeah it's it's remarkable it's it's pretty cool it was pretty cool basically living in tokyo for a while and basically just working out of the you know top floor lounge of this hostel i was staying at you know still still building features you know still so cool. in touch with the different agencies that i'd visited and and letting them know that you know those features that we had talked about were basically coming into coming into being and that they would be ready for them to start using that's amazing how long how long did you live in tokyo uh well i i mean it was never a, a permanent situation yeah permanent yeah. at all there was a there was a crazy couple of years where air new zealand the national airline of new zealand had these what they were called grab a seat deals and for only a couple of hundred bucks which is probably around a quarter of what it would cost usually to fly to japan um that you could get uh you could pick a seat on the plane there and back um, and it would be crazy cheap for maybe 10 days so you basically have a 10-day window um, to go and just soak up <laughs> yeah and it was on their like, schedule yeah. right you couldn't plan out the dates that's it was it. like we're flying here this date to this date and that's it yeah, yeah yeah and i mean that didn't bother me as long as yeah. it was long <laughs> enough you know i wouldn't go for two or three days that wouldn't yeah. be worth it but um i also have had a, a, a massive interest in Japan and Japanese culture for years. Um, I was could speak a fair bit of Japanese too. So for me to be able to just go and, and have it as a sort of like a staycation uh -huh. um, was was great. It was I mean, well, I should say work staycation. Yeah, sure. But uh, you know, I loved it. That's amazing. What an opportunity. Um, so I want to transition a little bit. And you mentioned previous previously with some of your other um, companies that you work for how great the teams were. Um, and I kind of wanted to get your insights into the Syngency team and how you built that. Um, Syngency is still a small team of dedicated members. Um, on the website, you list eight, which includes yourself, um, which is uh, super inspiring because you're doing so much. Syngency is doing so much with such a small staff that um, it seems much larger than life sometimes on the outside. But yeah. you're still handling so much of the day-to-day um, do you remember who your first employee was after you? Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and look, I mean, this was as I was gearing up, um, to make the move to the U S in 2015. Um, I had, uh, I mean, I, I had a great network in Auckland. 
uh, of, of people that I'd known through various chapters of my life. And, um, and one of them was actually a, a fellow um, uh, alum of the, uh, the um, AUT uh, communication school. Okay. Um, and uh, and we, we knew a lot of the same people in Auckland. And then from there, uh, I mean, the team really developed so organically. Uh, right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I think of Jay Holanda, who's our head of sales here in the U.S., um, literally wrote us an email saying, uh, I want to come work for you. And that's so wild. Uh, it yeah. was. And, <laughs> and, um, I mean, so at this point you're, you're a two person company yeah. and somebody's already reaching out to you being like, Hey, I want to join. I see what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And so Jay too, um, he's been in the modeling industry for a long time as a model. That's right. Yeah. For I think 15 years he's been in the industry. 15, 20 years. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and he knows it very well and he knows everyone, which, you know, is, is great. And, and it's a huge asset to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what I loved is that, you know, he, he had such a passion for what we were doing straight off the bat because, uh, you know, he could see with the mobile side of things and a lot of the new technologies we're introducing, he was getting a bit excited about that from the talent side. Right. He was thinking, oh, wow, that's, that's, I wish I had that when I was, you know, an early doing seven, you know, seven jobs, you know, every few days and, and, you know, had a massive schedule and all those sorts of things. So, so that's probably about the time, like you, you were developing stringency with client from the agency's pers- perspective and now kind of seeing that input from the talent side mm-hmm. coming to fruition as yeah, well. Absolutely. I do. I do notice it's um, like you, you mentioned a few minutes ago saying that the team's kind of, uh, come together organically. And I noticed that too, that, that you have a connection through almost everybody that works for Syngency now yeah, yeah, um, in some way or another, like whether that's you having worked with the, a certain person in previous job or growing up with somebody or even by way of like say Jay, Jay and I knew each other and that's how I came into the fold. Yeah. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Maybe some of the other employees and how those relationships? Yeah, of course. Well, um, Anna uh, Von Roy, who is our head of customer success. Right. She's, What's up, Anna? She, yeah. Hey, Anna. Um, <laughs> she's she's based in New Zealand. Um, she was actually a booker at Klein for a number of years. Um, okay. So she was using Syngency from you know, its earliest version. Um, she she she's she has takes great pride in uh in those early days of sort of shouting across the room yeah you know she we, still shouts across the she room. does <laughs> yeah figuratively i can still i still i can still hear it in the u.s right um but she was great at yeah really taking uh a real interest in how stringency was unfolding mm-hmm. and so you know when it when we were needing to start to put together the support team who better than anna she had encyclopedic knowledge of the platform. She knew it from a booker's point of view. Um, you know, she was perfect for it. And so, uh, again, you know, um, she's, she's been a fantastic part of the team. Uh, Igor Vigo, who's our head of sales in Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Igor and I played basketball in high school together in Auckland. Uh, and he since... Could either of you dunk? No. No. Okay. No. no. I, think his okay older, continue. I think his older brother could, <laughs> but no. Um and and I actually lost contact with him for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he again, you know, he saw I guess through social media or something what I was doing with Syngency, and maybe it was when we were announcing we were launching it. And as it turns out, he'd he'd since he left high school had gone and to live in Australia for a number of years and and had gotten into software sales. Oh wow! So it was just perfect. And he he said to me at the time, "Well, look, you know, I see you're, you're first starting out, but look if I can." get on the ground in Europe and start uh, selling stringency there, um, let me know. And so when the time was right, we uh, I dropped him a line and he was he was ready to go. And he's, again, fantastic. So passionate about it. Um, you know, loves introducing uh, stringency to agencies who have never really had that kind of solution before. Right. Um, so that's fantastic. Um, and then, I mean, a, a, a big... Uh, Hire from for me personally um, was um, Kyle Clark, who's our CTO. Um, obviously, you know throughout um, 
Sinjinsi's formative years and right through the first few years of uh, selling it, uh, have being in the US and, and getting it in front of agencies here. Um, the technical responsibility was still on mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a lot to, <laughs> to, lot to, take, to, on. to take on and yeah. to manage. You know, I mean, when you're doing everything plus trying to trying your best to make sure that the technology is running uh, as well as Smooth, it could. Yeah. Um, plus, you know, if you're building new features, I was certainly getting to the point where we were building features. Or I wanted to build features that were kind of outside my skill set. Mm-hmm. So Kyle, um, Kyle was one of the earliest employees at Vend, uh, which is one of New Zealand's most successful startups. Um, right. They were making, you know, point of sale uh, on iPads. Um, way back in the day before anybody else um, before paypal before square yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um that was their their claim to fame they're massive you know they're and, in and square and paypal if you would like to sponsor this podcast <laughs> please reach out <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and um and so he was he was on the ground floor with that a high growth you know um complex massively scalable um software company Right. And so f- with him having that kind of experience is exactly who I was looking for to step in and start making those those calls for sentiency and taking that responsibility on. Sure. So he's just been instrumental um, and, and fantastic. I mean, he and I knew each other in Auckland. Um, we'd sort of, we'd had beers and I'd, I'd sort of met him at Vend on, on some meetups there. So, you know, we were, we were pretty uh, familiar with each other. Mm. And so when the, ta- t- when the time was right, uh, he stepped in and he's been, yeah, he's just been instrumental in a lot of the uh, features and the performance right. um, that, that Sinjinsi is known for now. He's quite knowledgeable, I must say, about, yeah. about this kind of stuff. So, yeah, he's a great asset to have on, on the team. He is. He um, is. He, he did spend the first, well, I don't think he's ever stopped, but, uh, <laughs> you know, there's, there's, there's six years of code in Sinjinsi, which uh, he's, he's relentlessly giving me a hard time about sure <laughs> <laughs> but um it's yeah it's, it's a different mindset yeah where he's coming from uh on that all that uh, data and knowledge and stuff yeah. oh yeah so yeah. he's just pulling it apart little that's little. right yeah that's rebuilding right. it making it stronger mm. um and then how did you meet tristan and what does tristan do for stringency right yeah so tristan james is our uh, head of design and head of uh uh yeah um he builds a lot of our websites. Client websites, yeah. Client websites, yeah. Um, Tristan and I, we, we go way back. We, we were at uh, high school together. Um, we've been good friends for as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, Tris has always been a great designer, um, very artistic, very creative. And um, he, uh, I think it was a couple of years ago, started his own freelance design agency. And we initially, just, uh, I said to him, well, because I'd been designing the websites for our clients up until that point right. as well. So and you're coding, you're doing sales, you're building websites for other people. Support, you name it. Support, yeah. yeah, yeah. My God. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was it was getting a bit ridiculous, and, so and no I knew sleep. That, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very little. Um, so I knew that that the design and managing the client projects was something that I could pass to someone mm-hmm. else, um, and Tristan was perfect for that, um, and. Look, I mean, initially it was just here, we can give you a project here and there. Um, and now and it's gotten to the point where he's just constantly busy with stringency projects. Uh, he's basically, he's full time basically. Yeah, with for pretty much. Project load, workload. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. And then, and then uh, Jay and I used to work together at another company um, yep. for about, I worked there for like three years. I think Jay worked there for about two-ish, maybe two and a half. And uh, he was working for stringency on the side and then brought me in, mm-hmm. um, which is really cool. And it's been a blast working with you guys. And then he also brought in Jay Sonnen. That's right. Who's our head of finance. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jay's a great guy too. So yeah, it's really interesting to hear that um, there's a personal connection to this group, you know, that everyone is here for a reason, mm. I think. And uh, I think that really translates in the team's involvement to e- with each other. Um, which brings me to my next question is that, or I guess point rather is that we, Syngency is a remote team. That's right. Yeah. So maybe you can tell me a little bit what a remote team means and how that all works for Syngency. Sure. I mean, it, 
again, you know, it's it's been such an organic thing. Um, we I never really set out to start a remote company. I'd always been familiar with companies existing in an office with everyone sitting around a computer and you know, or being a big able round to, shuffling table. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that model had always been what I was used to. Um, but it just grew out of, I mean, just organically through the situation that I've been in for the last few years, which is essentially constantly traveling, right. um, never really being in sort of one fixed place. Uh, and then as we added more team members, um, if the best person is in New Zealand or if they're in Zagreb, Croatia or they're uh, wherever, then it, it doesn't matter really where they are uh, so long as they're the best person. Um, and, and that's, you know, we wound up with eight of the best people for, for each of their roles. Um, it's been great because everyone uh, finds the, the remote life um, very manageable and, mm. and, and pretty uh, in tune with their own personal lives um so it, it it's worked really well uh and it's not something we've really overthought too much right um i think that that um we're, we're i mean everyone has such a great work ethic so that you know it's those situations that if, if someone can't do something you know first thing in the morning maybe because they have to take their kids to school or something like that uh then you know it's they're they're chasing up on it later that afternoon or something like that you know and it just, I love the fact that Syngency is able to afford everyone that flexibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, with the, the tools that are available to, to us these days, you know, whether it's Slack or Zoom or uh, Google Docs and all these other platforms, um, just make it so easy to coordinate. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you do need to get things done and you need, need to take care of things. Seems like it's almost a direct line to Syngency. Yeah. It's an all-in-one platform that you can do your work from anywhere. That's right. Right? Yeah. So it kind of goes hand in hand with uh, what we're promoting as well as like our our work life and That's our it. personal lives. Yeah. And we're, and I mean, we're seeing more and more of our contingency customers who, you know, that they're on the go constantly too. You know, maybe they don't necessarily have, uh, you know, a fixed agency space in the sort of traditional. Right. Because uh, they could frame. be working from home or from, say, a WeWork or. Yeah. Or from a plane if they're on the go. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Syngency's with you wherever yeah. you want. Yeah. And so, I mean, our goal has been to to really take that big cumbersome agency engine that used to be a room full of files and big old servers and, you know, uh, a wall of comp cards and things like right. that and really pack it into the smallest possible format. Um, so that's, that's where we are now with uh, Syngency moving from uh, you know, desktop or laptop computers uh, onto mobile devices. Right. Um, something we're really excited about is is getting Syngency on, you know, the the iPads, you know, or or in people's phones. Right. Um, so you know, they can basically just slip them in their bag and take Syngency wherever they need to go. That's amazing. We'll touch on that in a little bit. Yeah. Some more. Um, but with the remote team, do you see a benefit? that's helping our customers by being remote. Like we're in so many different uh, countries and states and time zones. Um, do you see a benefit to the customer? Absolutely. And, and if, for instance, we were only based in New Zealand uh, and if support was only available during um, those hours, uh, it's going to make things a, lo- a lot more difficult. I mean, it's really not practical at all. Uh, yeah. So having a team in New Zealand, a uh, team in the US and Europe, uh, in other parts of the world uh, works it's fantastic for for business development and for account management and, and customer support um, in that as as one team is sort of finishing up for the day the next team can be picking up where they left off right um, so somebody's always online for the most part yeah uh, when our clients are online that's right somebody yeah. can access it access questions mm-hmm. and uh, assist customers with their issues if if any yeah yeah, yeah. and so I mean, a lot of the internal communication that goes on at Syngency in Slack or something like that is, "Hey, I'm I'm finishing up for the day. Uh, Igor, can you take a look at this when you come online in an hour, right? Uh, or get back to this person and and things like that." So I think that's what's kind of neat about the remote team too is, like you mentioned before, there's so many tools available to us that we can use to communicate with each other. We use Zoom for conference calls and our 
weekly team meetings, which we have one today, uh, um, where we all get online. And even though someone might be waking up, another person's going to bed, or maybe we're in the middle of our day when that team meeting has happened, but uh, we can always like find a time to meet and talk and communicate through all, all these different apps and applications and get the work done. And it's been super helpful. I've been introduced myself to so many new platforms I didn't know existed, like Slack, um, which has been super incredible for communicating and small, uh, yeah, just small things that you can get out really quick and share ideas with. And um, I would have to say Zoom, of course, and Pipe Drive for managing a lot of our business aspects now, which is a new tool too that I think we're all kind of yeah. getting used to. Not to um, mention, not to mention Anchor FM. Yeah, shout out Anchor oh, FM. Oh, Anchor FM. Yes, yeah. Anchor FM, the best place for podcasts. <laughs> so easy to do. We can do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, can you name all of the places that our teams are living in right now around the world? Sure. Um, so. I mean, we should we should mention Bruce too. So Bruce uh, is is our mobile developer. He's in uh, Christchurch, New Zealand, in the South Island. There, um, Tristan and Anna are both in Auckland, New Zealand. Uh, Cody, you're in uh, Los Angeles. LA. With me. Hey, yep. hey, right here. And uh, Jay is in Jackson, Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kyle. Kyle is in Mexico City, Mexico. Uh, Igor is in Zagreb, Croatia. And um, Jay Sonnen's in Coral Springs, Florida. Look at that. Can you imagine? <laughs> Did you ever imagine that you'd be working with people from like all over for no, your own company? No, it's, it's, it's so wild it's and bizarre. Crazy. No, it's great. It's fantastic. It's, it's terrific having such a dedicated, passionate team. Uh, the fact that everyone is from all over uh, is, just makes it so much fun. Yeah. Um, and what I what we are going to have to do uh, before too long though is get everyone together uh, for a big team retreat. Uh, we've been doing uh, every few months. The the North American team has been getting together in Southern California somewhere, and that's that's been a lot of fun. And I think yeah. you know, adds a lot to to everyone working at Syngency. But I think before too long we're going to have to do that. Um, yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, we just had a team meetup last week with you, myself. Uh, Jay Holanda and Kyle mm-hmm. um, here in Atwater in Los Angeles, and that was uh, that was that was fun. I think I think we got a lot accomplished, and there's still way more to do. Those trips fly by, yeah. And really looking forward to hopefully making um, the entire team meet up. Who knows where that will be? Uh, <laughs> well, where? Yeah, to be determined. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm voting for Disneyland or um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I know Jay really wants us to come out to the ranch in Wyoming. I think that'd be perfect. Um, which would be pretty cool. Yeah. So I think what is kind of neat too, like you, you said about the team meetups is that we can't, even though we are remote, we can work together like in person. Hmm. And uh, it's a great way to hash out big ideas and maybe work on even the small things too that kind of get blown off by the day-to-day work. We can really get together and focus and hammer it out together in person yeah um are there any other any other favorite parts for you when we do these team meetups oh look i mean it's it's great to obviously be able to just sit alongside uh your team members you know the 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 remote thing is is great for the day-to-day but sometimes you know you can just get so much done uh especially if you're collaborating on something um with with the other person sitting right next to you or if somebody's, uh, you can get someone's attention really too. Yeah. <laughs> like like uh, we spoke about, you kind of still handle so much, so many aspects of stingency that you're busy and the day-to-day can be super consuming, time-consuming. So I think for us too, um, not to interrupt too much, but is that we can get your attention and mm. and really hammer out some really important details of projects that we're all working on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it makes all the difference. And yeah. I think too that it, it really, it quells the the remote isolation that can sort of creep totally. up with, with people. I mean, particularly if they're new to um, that style of working. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I've been so sort of nomadic for so long that I've kind of used to it. But I, I know that, you know, for Kyle, for instance, works out of, you know, six different Starbucks <laughs> in, <laughs> in Mexico, Mexico City. City. Because he just loves having the, you know, the 
the noise and the social environment and bustle around them, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, you know, it, it means you can dictate exactly your environment. Um, right. I'm it, glad that you're in L.A. now because I've just been working in my kitchen right. uh, <laughs> for the past year. So it's nice to, uh, yeah, to, for me to get out as well <laughs> and have you here. Um <laughs> So in closing, uh, I just want to kind of wrap things up a little bit here and kind of get your final thoughts on uh, a few things. Why do you think that agencies should switch to Syngency? I mean, in my opinion, it's it's the most modern platform uh, available to agencies today. Uh, in terms of its features, in terms of what we have on the roadmap, uh, in terms of... F- what it allows agencies to do that no other platform will, mm-hmm. um, even down to crucial business functions like the accounting side of things. Um, the fact that we have uh, zero integration and QuickBooks integration and we're building some really exciting new uh, additions to the platform. Um, it's really uh, modern and cutting edge. It's the present and the future. It is, yeah. Of- yeah. entertainment management that's right and we've from day one I've, I've been very uh mindful uh of that fact and that i wanted to keep create stringency and keep it in the forefront of of this this world and uh for the fact that it's now in use by some of the biggest agencies across the world right um, is is certainly testament to that um i i don't feel like we can necessarily sort of rest on our laurels at this point on that, mm-hmm. um, which is why we're you know we're working so hard on new products, new innovations. Uh, we just want to we want to keep going. We want to keep surprising and and keep pleasing our customers. Um, I think what's interesting too is that in all aspects of entertainment, um, not just the talent and modeling worlds, that things move so fast, and that stringency is able to keep up, and also, like you said create new products for these movers and shakers of this industry mm. and um, kind of complement their workflow and their work speed and the things that they need too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a real eye opener uh, arriving in the U S in 2015 mm-hmm. uh, and seeing how certain agencies were doing things, things were changing at that time too. Uh, not to get into too many, too much detail, but this is when, uh, a lot of agency or a lot of clients were bringing in payroll companies right. to pay the talent on site uh, rather than payment going through to the agency and then them having to disperse it. Mm-hmm. And so then you're dealing with a whole different pattern or different model of how uh, everything's operating. Everything's operating. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we made, made those changes. Um, then, you know, we will keep adapting to a lot of the regulations, particularly in California, has seen a, a huge number of uh, new regulations go in place in terms of freelance talents and right. and um, regulations specific to this industry as well. And so we're always uh, aware of those changes. And if there are anything that we need to change or modify insurgency to adapt to that, uh, we want to be doing that right very quickly. Yeah, there's a lot to think about there. Uh, what what features within Stingency do you feel are most important or that people should know about? There's, there's a lot of things with inside the dashboard once you log into Stingency. Sure, yeah. What, yeah, what are maybe, say, three, three uh, components that are most useful and most important? Sure. I mean, obviously, packages uh, have been... And what is a package for so, those that don't know? Oh, right. Uh, so a package is, is a selection of, of talent um, based on a brief that the agency may have received from the client. So let's say it's a, a television commercial uh, with maybe three characters, you know, maybe a, a mum and dad and a, you know, a, um, a punk rock teenager. That's right. Yeah. In the backseat, you know, <laughs> of the car. And, and, uh, and so they will maybe put together a package which has, you know, mum, dad, uh, daughter, uh, and they'll select different talent from the Ascendancy database to submit to the client for that. Okay. Um, and that's something that, again, you know, the, the packaging system, the way we designed it you know, a few years ago, uh, really hasn't changed that much just because I feel like we really nailed it early on in terms of being able to very visually pull up a, a, a view of your different divisions and syngency mm-hmm. and at a glance just be able to point and click 
and say, right, that person, that person, that person. Right. Um, they're with added ease. to your package and you're sending it, you know, within, we, we designed it so ideally you're sending the package to the client within, say, 10, 15 minutes of receiving it. That's amazing. Yeah. I can imagine that's a huge time saver. Massive, yeah. So, yeah, packages. What mm -hmm. else? Um, so, we had a feature that was released um, a couple of years back called Casting Calls, which has been incredibly popular. Casting Calls are for when, like, talent are auditioning, right? Generally, if a, if a, let's say, I mean, it's used for a few different things. Okay. Um, generally, it's if the agency's holding a casting um, and they want to do a mass send out to all of their talent and say, okay, we have a casting happening this Thursday. Maybe there's a, a morning session, an afternoon session, uh, made up of say 15 minute slots. Okay. Um, they'll they'll set all that up in terms of the different sessions. They'll send it out to the talent, and then the talent can uh, register that they can they, they'll be attending, and they can even select from all of the the different time slots that are available still hmm. to what would be their best slot, and so we designed it so that the casting call, for instance, could go out in the morning. Uh, you know, wait for a couple of hours for everyone to respond. And then before the end of the day, the agents got a list of everyone who's attending uh, and the specific times which they're attending. That's casting. amazing. How would that happen prior to casting calls? <laughs> that would be a lot of emails. Individual emails. Yeah, individual emails, you know, checking, cross-checking the, yeah. hey, I can only do 2 p.m. and you going through all the emails and uh, like, oh, someone, okay, does anyone already have 2 p.m. or something like that? So it's a manual process even then yeah. of sending it out and just compiling all this data, different data that comes back themselves. That's right. Yeah. And look, I mean, we're really adding on to it now. Um, it's been so successful uh, to see, you know, there are just hundreds of, if not thousands of casting calls going out every week now from the platform. Right. Uh, we're introducing self tapes, uh, which means not only uh, can the talent uh, respond and uh, if maybe if there's no need to actually come in for a casting, they may, they basically just want uh, self tapes. Uh, the talent can just click a button in the casting call and film a self tape from right. their phones and then upload that video directly to the casting. That's amazing. So, so they could be out and about and maybe get this casting call and previously they'd be like, oh shoot, I gotta rush home and like videotape myself. Mm -hmm. But with technology now they can receive that casting call on their phone, Yeah, videotape themselves on their phone if that's good enough quality for the casting call. Oh, it is. And yeah. then send it right then. Yep, yep. Amazing, so, so it's, it's not only benefiting the agencies, the talent have faster Mm -hmm. response times as well which probably helps them secure jobs faster too absolutely yeah no and we really we really want to champion the talent as well you know we, we have a yeah. lot of new features uh for them for the talent app and for the talent portal um which are very specific to them that we really want to make their lives easier as well right um so that that's that's been a big focus of ours this year uh and, and will continue to be but um no the the casting calls altogether has, has been hugely successful. That's awesome. So we have packaging, packages, mm -hmm. casting calls. What's the third thing that people should know about? Uh, so, I mean, our mobile app is, has been, uh, it's been really groundbreaking, to be honest. Um, we were really the first to have a full featured uh, mobile app for talent. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, not just sort of displaying their images on an app format, um, much more so delivering them their up-to-date uh, schedule information and when and where they need to be uh, you know as even you know when we launched the app in 2015 uh, you know you could still book an uber directly to your shoot location through it um, it was it was pretty groundbreaking and, and you can communicate through your, with your agent on it Is that's that right. right yep yeah. um, so that uh, mobile chat you you have all of your uh, galleries and your portfolios on your your phone so if you need to show to clients or to casting agents it's all right there mm -hmm. um, and that's been again it's been a huge success uh, talent love it they love being able to be able to just go straight into their app to look up when and where they need to be rather than right. again digging through hundreds of emails that they might be getting from their agent every week uh, to have it all in one place um, that's true too yeah if you if you if you're anyone like me I've got four or five emails on my phone and to scan through those and try and like search for the dialogue. It's, yeah. it's not super arduous, but it is time consuming and can be a pain if you lose something. Yeah. 
So having all that conversation and your whole, sounds like basically the talent can have their whole job life in that one app, yeah, in that phone and have access to it right away. Mm -hmm. Well, those are some cool features, Ryan. Uh, um, I know I'm partial to the, to those, but, uh, (laughs) but they're amazing features. And, um, um, thank you for sharing that with us, I guess, to wrap it up, is there anything that, uh, we should be on the lookout for, for with Syngency for the next year and where can we find Syngency on the internet? Right. Well, uh, best place to check in is, uh, Syngency.com. Uh, we have, yeah, we have some, some really exciting new projects, uh, coming up over the next year. Can't say too much about them just yet, but again, they're really going to be game changers for this industry. Uh, there are, there are things that I've wanted to build for a number of years mm. uh, that just on my own ability and my own steam, I wouldn't be able to get done. But now that we have this fantastic team of people um, that we're, that we're building on. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. those, those won't be too far off now. Awesome. Great to hear. Well, looking forward to it. Looking forward to working on it. And uh, thanks for being here today. Hey, thanks Ryan. Cody. It's been great. All Cheers. Right.